Today's episode is brought to you by Squarespace. Squarespace.com. Create your own unique website. Go to squarespace.com slash L-I-W-A-H-S-R dot com for a, a, a free... So I, I'm not really brought to you by Squarespace, guys. This, this I use Squarespace, but it's not brought to you by... I'm, I'm, a, I'm a lie. I'm a, I'm a horrible fraud. I'm like, God. L.I.W. American Horror Story Review. Hello, citizens. Welcome to L.I.W. American Horror Story Review, episode 26. Today's episode is season 7, episode 4, titled 11-9. I I assume that's just the date, because this is all about election night. This this whole fucking season, and this episode especially, election night, guys. I don't know if you noticed, I don't know if you watched the news, but Donald Trump is our president, and apparently that's a big deal. And we must discuss it at ad nausea, and even in our TV shows, we must be constantly reminded of what's happening in our culture here. <sighs> okay, so this one, I really have no problem with this this season here, mentioning it. Anyway, this, uh, this episode is probably my favorite episode in a long, long time. I know I said that for like episode two, but this one is, is way better. Uh, for a couple reasons I'll get into here, but this one starts off with our, our news reporter. She was in last season. Uh, her name is Beverly Hope. She's doing a news story about uh, you know the election coverage and everything. Uh, it's, this is election night, this opening, opening shot. I almost said opening season. What the fuck's wrong with me? But we get introduced to Emma Roberts. She's back, guys. She's back. It's amazing. She's, she's all the way on board for one episode. I don't think she's going to be much more. She'll probably be back in a couple of flashbacks, but that's about it. Anyway, she's back. Her name is Serena Belinda, which is a ridiculous name. It's akin to like Amelia Bedelia with these rhymey rhymey names. It's it's a nonsense name. It doesn't it doesn't make any sense? Stupid fucking name. Anyway, this opening scene is at the election night, so they're at the polls. We see all of our main characters go in there, and we see who they're voting for. We get to see Emma. She votes for Trump. We get to see, uh, what the fuck's her name? Sarah Paulson's character goes in, you know, struggles to vote for Hillary. Like she mentioned, she then votes for Jill Stein. And then uh, yeah, Allison Pill votes for Hillary. And then, uh, yeah, so <laughs> we see the scene where Kai comes in there with Chaz Bono. Uh, his arm is, you know, he's bleeding everywhere. Yeah, we saw in the first episode that he had a bandage over his arm. We didn't know why. They're tying it together. This is why this season is so good. Uh, for me, personally, I, I realize most people aren't even going to give a shit about this sort of stuff. But they're, they're setting up things and then they're tying it together. It seems like they actually outlined the story before they did the season. Which, if you watch season four, is just all the fuck over the place. They are structured as hell. I love it. I love this season. I, I'm not going to... As heavily as I make fun of things and, and tear things apart when they're shitty... I'm going to give my praise for when I like it, when I'm not just one of those negative, you know, negative Nancys, if you will. Uh, I'm not, I'm no Nancy Grace. I'm going to go ahead and say that I like this season and especially this episode. That's why I set up in the beginning. This is my favorite episode in a long, long time. But we see he comes in with, Kai comes in with Chaz Bono, bleeding everywhere. He's like, it's my right to vote. Get this man to vote. He goes in and votes for Trump, obviously. He comes out screaming about, welcome to Trump's America. It's just, so I guess... At this point, I was like, I guess Kai and Chaz Bono know each other, which makes that whole opening scene even more confusing, because if you remember with or the opening episode, Chaz Bono was there, Sarah Paulson goes in, she freaks out because she sees clowns, 
runs out. They weren't really there, or so, so she thinks. So I guess they maybe they were real because you know these two characters are, are tied together now. His arms cut off, and he screams. He comes out and he goes, "Welcome, to, motherfuckers! Welcome to Trump's America!" Something to, something uh, similar to that. And I was like, "So they're just they're swearing a bunch in this episode, and I like it, and in, in this season especially." They're saying fucking this show. They're saying fucking Fear the Walking Dead. They're just going for it. And it's about goddamn time is all I can really say. Because I I, I always run down the, the kind of the list, the bullet points of how TV operates. Because if they're on CBS, obviously they have the FCC standards. Anything uh, broadcast nationally that's not cable is under the FCC. So if they want to say certain things, they really have to sidestep around words, phrases. They can't show certain things. Uh, I'm on a podcast. I can say, fuck, cunt. It doesn't matter. Nobody's listening anyway. But I can say whatever I want because it's not FCC regulated. Uh, So it's about goddamn time that cable shows have, especially this show, I'll just focus on this one and Walking Dead and things like that. Because previously, they're showing guts, gore, violence, horrible murders. Uh, Season one of American Horror Stories is sex. Season five, five with uh, Lady Gaga. She's just constantly having sex. They're showing basically everything, but it looks like they're kind of tiling out uh, nipples and and dongs. But it's like pretty graphic sex if you really go back and look at it. Uh, But they still would be like, we can say shit. That's all we can say. We can't say fuck. We can't say cunt. We can't say you know certain words. We can't say. We can say shit though, and we'll leave it at that. And I, and I don't understand those values. Why violence is not as, as violence and sex are cool, but words aren't. I don't. I don't understand it. It's made up. We're making up these rules, and then we're torturing ourselves with them. It, it, again, it's not some alien overlord stepping in and being like, "We don't want this," so we'll blow. You, know, you show. You say the word fuck on your show, we're going to blow you up, even though you're cable and you're allowed to. I just like that they're finally going, you know what, fuck that. Literally saying fuck that on their own show. And and growing up, because this is a, especially in this show, because people swear. People goddamn swear. If you're doing 2017 America, people are going to be a little mad. It's a little uh, hostile out there. People are going to swear. They're going to, they're not going to hold, they're not going to say frick. I, I despise that goddamn word, frick. It doesn't, it's not a real word. It doesn't exist. Despise it. Anyway, so Kai shows up to a gym. He sees Harrison, who's the next door neighbor. Uh, you know, later in the in the, if you're looking chronologically, later to Sarah Paulson, he's the gay guy that's married to the the crazy cancer lady. Anyway, he's uh, I guess Harrison's a personal trainer. Uh, Kai goes in there to get a workout with him. He's like, I saw you. You think you'd be good? And he's just like, it seems like he's flirting with him. And and Harrison eventually goes, Are you gay? And Kai's like. I don't like I don't like these labels. It's it's all about diversity. Or I don't care about your diversity or something like that. It, diversity starts at the first the first three letters div, which is the first similar first, the exact same letters that the first the first three letters. What the fuck I can't even say it, of divide div. I don't like that. And uh, the, there's a sense of humor in this scene that I like. I like the sense of humor works well for this show, and especially if it's with Evan Peters, he he has a good sense of humor. Because he has this line where Harrison goes, "What are your goals for this uh, training session?" And Kai just goes, "World domination." And then, you know, it's a, it's a funny little moment. And then uh, Harrison's boss comes out of nowhere and basically tells him to go clean up some jizz in the in the steam room. And it's uh, it's Rex from It's Always Sunny. Uh, he, if you ever watch It's Always Sunny, he shows up and he's just like this dumb jock dude. 
He, whenever they need a model or someone to show their abs to make Mac uh, his, his uh, body dysmorphia an issue, that's that's who they bring in. His name is Rex in the show. Great guy. Anyway, so I don't know why he's a great guy. So Kai is mad that he has to clean up the jizz. He's It's weird that he's doing what he can to help defend the gay man because he doesn't like the way he's being treated. But then he'll fake videos to make it look like some innocent Mexican dudes attacked him when really he started the fucking fight. I, I don't understand. Even if these guys were illegals, I would might understand his kind of point of view, even if it is flawed. But he has no proof that these guys are illegal. He just knows they're Mexicans and they're hanging out at a parking lot. And he decides, yep, gonna go ahead and get these guys to beat my ass. Fucking weird. I don't, I, I just don't get it. Anyway, so, uh, like I said, Harrison's cleaning up the jizz in there, uh, which we get to see a couple times. I love pools of jizz in your show. That's, that's fun. And he, you know, he looks around and then there's a Hitler clown uh, finger drawn out of the steam room door. He walks out into the other room. He hears a couple things. hears some noises. He walks up and he sees Kai jerking it hard. And he's just like staring at him like, yeah. He's like, don't worry, I'll clean it up on my own. Again, the sense of humor, it's, it's, it works for this show, especially for this character. It's, it's good to see because last season was, I liked it, but it was, I, I honestly don't remember much. It was very forgettable. I, I would watch it again. I don't really think I need to. I just kind of, it's just kind of forgettable. This one has a little bit more heart. I mean, a lot more heart. It just has a lot more, it's more relevant. It's more structured. It's got more interesting characters. Last season was, last season was just kind of like a, uh, just Good, not great, and very forgettable. I don't, it's just, I can move the fuck on from it. I, I keep forgetting it exists, actually. Because when I think, when I say the words last season, I picture the fucking hotel season. That's how much I forget about it. Uh, hotel season was fucking terrible, so it stuck in my mind more. Anyway, he got, you know, so he's, sees him jerking, he goes home, Harrison goes home. I guess the uh, one lady wasn't paying the mortgage, Meta wasn't, and... He's, they're, they're freaking out. They're going to lose the house. Um, Harrison goes into work later on. Rex tells him that if he doesn't get him right, or doesn't get Kai to sign up for uh, more memberships or more more sessions, he's going to be fired. Uh, Harrison starts telling him, you know, giving the, sh- the salesmanship spiel, and he's like, "What are you doing? This isn't you." And they go down this little speech where he's like, "You need to learn, learn to let go. You, you know, it's it's fine to be you know to be helpless, to be adrift, to be." To not know what's going to happen. That's fine. And I'm like, Kai in this season, they just wrote Tyler Durden into this se- into this series. That's all they really did. But it works. This is how a cult leader could could operate. It's going to be very uh, minimalist. I'm glad they're not going the fucking Jim Jones like preacher route. That would not fly in this day and age so much. I'm glad it's a guy. Tyler Durden would be more welcoming in this world than he was in 1999 when the fucking movie came out. It, it would work way better now. People are willing to do things they wouldn't have been before because they were a little more comfortable before. Anyway, uh, he gets Harrison to kill Rex with a weight. And he starts freaking out. And uh, Kai send a, sends text messages to everybody's uh, everybody on Rex's phone. They let him know he's going to be out of town. He also erases the uh, footage on his uh, laptop there. A little bit of porn humor. I can always go for some porn and, and porn humor. They... Uh, they cut to basically what they did with Rex's body, and we see that through Beverly Hope, who is a, a news anchor, like I mentioned. And she's reading this line where I, she's like, 
you were out here and the headless body was found. Blah, blah, blah. I, the headless body was found. And it's going to, you know, the, the LAPD are really trying to track down the killer. <laughs> Back to you in the studio, Dermot Maroney. Because that's who the fucking anchor is, Dermot Maroney. Very weird to see him. God, can that guy get any more attractive? It's ridiculous. It's not fair. It really isn't. He's going to be like 70 and he can still get more tail than, than most 20 year olds. It's insane. And uh, But Kai takes notice over because Dermot Maroney's like, Thank, welcome back, or something like that. And she's like, it's good to be back. So Kai starts immediately doing a bunch of research. He sees that there's a video, a bunch of videos in a row of her doing uh, you know, her, her job, just being a news anchor on, the, on, the, on location. And people would run up a, a bunch of a series of videos where people would run up and be like, grab her in the pussy, you know, quoting Trump there, and our, our delightful president's quote. She freaks out when a skateboarder beats him with her microphone. She goes to a mental institution for a little bit, I guess. Uh, Kai notices that. I'm, I like that they're showing him. I like that they're showing his research of it, I guess is a good way to say it. He's, they're not just having him show up to random people. They're showing like what he's noticing, how, how he catches on to little things. I really enjoy that sort of thing. It, I found, like, it's just a guy watching TV. That's it. But it was fascinating to watch for me because I'm like, what's he doing? Oh, he's he's cluing in there. I wonder what he sees. There. And then he, you know, he pulls up that video and they did that weird, uh, that's, they, they, I don't know what, what to call that, where they make it auto-tune, but it's words and they make kind of make it into a song. Uh, there's a really good one with, uh, what the fuck is his name? Charlie Chaplin from The, the Great Dictator. It's really good. Anyway, uh, the Dermot Maroney, they cut to him. He's pinching... He's just kind of playing with Emma Emma Roberts' nipple, and I was like, I wonder, how, I wonder how they did that. I kind of feel like they just, she just uh, went, yeah, go ahead and play with my nipple, Dermot Maroney. No issue there. I have no issue there at all. And uh, so he's she's basically fucking people to get her, you know, to go up in the world. Uh, Beverly comes in there. Uh, Dermot Maroney makes her cut a minute out of her story. They start doing the whole thing about you can't fire me on black. He's like, come on, bitch. You're black, but so are other people. I'm getting a new black lady. He's like, you're lucky I didn't fire you after your little you know, mental institution stint. And at this point, I'm like, you can tell Kai's going to have her kill Emma Roberts. That's basically what's happening here. There's no other. <laughs> I, I mean, I'm wrong. That's not what happens. But you can tell Emma Roberts is not going to survive long. And sure as shit, uh, she doesn't. We're not there yet, but... Uh, and I realized at this point, after this whole Emma Roberts scene here where she's getting her nipple play with, I'm like, this this episode's especially good because it's not just Sarah Paulson and Allison Pill screaming at everybody about everything, which is what I asked for before in, in the previous episodes of this, where I'm like, I can't watch them argue every single episode. Like, I'm, I, I like the both actors. I like their scenes. But it got really repetitive watching them just freak out on everything. And this episode is almost completely detached from these characters. They they show up a couple times. Uh, Allison Pills in a little bit later, but Sarah Paulson's character is just in the beginning. Uh, I'm fine with Sarah Paulson's character. I just don't want to see her freaking out and screaming and, and literally like a fucking madman because she's seeing clowns and everything. I can't. I couldn't deal with that a whole lot more. So this episode is a delightful detachment from that. I I appreciate it. Thank you so much. I just want to say thank you, Ryan Murphy. Thank you so much. Uh, moving on. I I like that Kai's approach is different, completely different, depending on who he's trying to recruit. Because he, he takes a, 
His his whole thing with Harrison was like, I need to get this guy to let go and to move on and to uh, accept things the way they are, and or not accept things the way they are. Accept that things aren't going to change. He has to change. I guess is a good way to put that. With with Beverly Hope, he realizes this woman's already through that door. She's already through the looking glass. So he just kind of goes for it. He just lays out what what should happen. He doesn't. He, he, I like that he changes his approach. You know, depending on where they that specific person is, in where they could join the cult, because she's already on board. She just needs literally someone to say, "Hey, you can join us." Uh, but they show Emma Roberts. She's out in the field. She looks like she's at a carnival. I don't know why she's there, and she's she's all bitchy, and she has to hold a puppy who's covered in shit. Apparently. Just sitting in a loose box. I don't know if the puppy was there before, if they just found a puppy, if they brought one in in a loose box. No idea. She's doing a little speech out there on the camera. A couple of clowns start to walk up, and at this point, you're like, oh shit. One of them's doing like a fucking pimp strut, and then a couple other ones pop out of nowhere. You got your fucking nose, or was it the nose face one? And they start to, you know, they start to stab Emma Roberts. The cameraman starts to go after him, and they start stabbing the shit out of the cameraman. And I'm like, what did the cameraman do? Like, I get killing Emma Roberts. That helps Beverly, but I guess no witnesses, but they could have, like, knocked him out. I just don't know what killing him had to do with anything. Seems a bit, uh, if you're in a cult, I guess. But the whole day of a cult is we kill the ones that we need to. And it's kind of hard to talk people into innocently killing a cameraman. But I guess not, because they did it. I, I can't really argue with, with the results, you know. I don't know. Fuck, fuck the cameraman. I'm not saying he, he deserved to live. I'm just saying he, he didn't... I don't know why they killed him. Uh, whatever. Moving on. So, she's dead. She's goddamn dead. And I saw the, the the nose clown, the one with a bunch of noses on there, walking away, and I'm like, is she holding a heart? Like, does she have, or she or he have a heart in their hand? What the fuck is that? <laughs> like, it looked like... That's what I swear I saw, but maybe it was something else. And the dog adorably sniffs the camera. Adorable. So Beverly shows up at Kai's house. He's sitting there with Harrison and Meadow. She joins the cult with a hug. And he's like, you know, you can join us. And she's like, I trust you. And he's like, I trust you. And it's like this, I, I like I like how simple it was. It wasn't like an initiation. Basically, he admits that he killed Emma Roberts. And he's like, I did that for you. I'm, I'll do anything for you. And the speech he did to Harrison before, like, <laughs> I just remembered it. He's like, I'm not gay. He goes, I like pussy. But let's say I'll do anything for you. Let's say you wake up with a heart on that won't quit. I'm going to do everything I can to get rid of that. <laughs> it's like this weird line where he's like, Harrison's just like, thank you. <laughs> like, So fucking weird. Um, so she's on the cult now, which, which we see her again on TV reporting about finding Rex's head. And they're reporting who Rex was, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, this is genius because it this, this gives Kai a voice on TV, on news. For him to sway anything with his agenda, again, they're, you know, equating everything to, you know, the far left, the far right, getting their their uh, people on TV to, to spew their, their fucking rhetoric. That's what they're doing. But, you know, and even as just a story of a guy setting up a cult, it works because he would, now he has someone on TV that can spread his message and get, you know, recruit people that way. The next scene is at the kind of a rally before the election, the day before the election. Uh, Allison Pill and Sarah Paulson are going in there. Chaz Bono starts a fight with Allison Pill. He shoves Allison Pill. Willow chases him off uh, for saying he sexually assaulted her. 
Uh, Chaz Bono takes off in a truck. Uh, they chase after him a little bit. They give up. And then Willow and Pill, apparently, they, they start this little conversation. Like, we got to get back to that guy. And I was like, they already know each other. Interesting, interesting. So Allison Pill's in the cult? But I'm like, oh, this is before the election, so Allison hadn't really, or I'm sorry, uh, met, Willow hasn't really joined her brothers. That's how the opening scene of the first episode was, I believe, or some, something close to that was Willow realizing she lost the election, then she joins with uh, Kai. So at this point, she's kind of separate. It's kind of like a, a, a the other side of the thing, of the issue. So this is the left-wing cult. So Allison Pill and Willow team up together. They go... And they attack uh, Chaz. They duct tape him and they tie, you know tie him up in the back just so he can miss the the voting, so he doesn't show up to the polls. That's all they're going for. They didn't want to hurt him at all. I thought they're going to kill him. That would seem a little bit ridiculous. I'm glad this is all they did. Uh, but Kai shows up in a little bit after he sees Meadow covered. I keep saying Meadow. Well, Willow. Jesus Christ, these character names are so ridiculous. The fucking softest names. And Willow, I'm sorry, Buffy Buffy has a character named Willow. You're never going to top that. Just shit went with something else. It's like you'll never see another character named Buffy. That's how strong that show is. Anyway, uh, that's that's neither here nor there. Anyway, so Kai sees the blood on her. He gets he finally figures out what the fuck it was. He goes to Chaz Bono in the back of the his store. He starts like saying, what are you willing to give up for to see this America that you want? You know, this Trump's America. What are you willing to give up for that? And he gives him a saw, and then Chaz Bono just starts sawing off his arm after he realizes it's not going to cut the chains. Uh, but my issue with that was, and, and again, it's the same thing in the movie Saw. Instead of cutting off, okay, handcuff around your wrist. You can cut off your hand. You have to cut off your hand to get that fucking thing off there. Wouldn't you cut on the other like on the the side of the handcuff where your hand just your hand is where the least amount of human flesh is getting sawed off wouldn't you do that just so you had more of your fucking arm to work with but no Chaz goes about halfway up his forearm and starts sawing away and I'm like why it'd be so much easier and thinner it's a thinner area to cut off your wrist Thinner, the bone isn't as thick. It's literally everything is thinner about it. Everything is easier. You're going to cut through your veins anyway. That shit's going to get cut. So there's not like a safety issue here. You're cutting off your fucking hand. Safety's not an issue at all here. This is, by, by definition, an unsafe act. Cutting off your own fucking hand with a saw. So what the holy shit are you doing cutting off halfway up your fucking arm? I don't understand. If you do it with a hand, you can cut it off, get it halfway off, and then... Hopefully, just rip your fucking hand off with the with the with the, the goddamn handcuff. You can just pull on the other side, and it should it should eventually pluck right off. Holy shit! What are you doing, you fucking psycho? Like I understand you're cut off your hand. You're a little bit psychotic in that mind, especially he hasn't been there for like a week and a half without food. He's not des- that desperate. He's doing it to go to goddamn vote because of a cult leader. So he's already crazy. I get that, but crazy doesn't mean you cut off your like he like. What if he started sawing off at his shoulder? Like would that be any? less crazy than what he's doing. Just try to minimize, or, or I guess a good way to say it is try to maximize how much of your own body you get to keep in this exchange. What the fuck? Bother, bother the shit on me? I mean, you can chalk it up to the character being like half-retarded, I guess. I, I guess you can just say that. I don't really have an issue with the 
the uh, the filmmaking again or the show making, whatever the fuck you call it. It's just the character. What? Why? Why that far up? But I like it because not I don't like where he cut it, but I like that the, he cut it off, and that explains why in the first episode he has like this stump with a bag over it. I like it that they're setting this shit up. They're really going for it. I don't know how he's going to cashier with one arm, uh, one and a half arms, but you know he'll figure it out. He's a smart guy, I guess. Clearly a smart guy that that votes for Trump and pushes women. Ah. <sighs> And then goes up to the polls after he cut off his own hand. But anyway, that's the end of the episode. I, I love this episode. I really did. It was it was all about Evan Peters, which you can't go wrong with. You the man can do no wrong. He's in a movie with Emma with his I think they were dating at the time. I don't think they are anymore. I'm not exactly sure. I'm not a celebrity gossip guy. But it was uh them and John Cusack. It was called uh was it called Adult World? And it wasn't a great movie, but because of Evan Peters and John Cusack, I really liked it. But I knew it wasn't a great movie. It wasn't good. It was good, I guess. It, I'm like, this cast and their acting and their just the way they react to each other, excuse me, is so much better than the movie is. So I could watch Evan Peters do fucking anything. He's only in a couple scenes in that one X-Men movie where he does this, this super fast thing. Uh, the first one he's in. Whatever the fuck that one was called. But he, he, he is such a delight to see on screen because he just like has this nature about him where he's like, it seems like he's not interested in being there, but he's super focused at the same time. It's very hard to explain. Uh, Evan, if you're listening, uh, I'm not trying to wash your balls at all. I just really enjoy what you do on the show and why you're listening to this show. That's weird. You should. You probably have better things to do. <sighs> anyway, so I don't know what the fuck that was all about. Anyway, go to LAWstudios.com. Check that show out. I can't recommend it enough. Uh, and also, Loading Wonderland on YouTube, go subscribe, share with your friends. All the shows are on there. American Shitty Movie Showdown, which has blended with Nick Cage cast. Uh, it's a show I do where I review Nick Cage movies and, and break down the cage within the movie. And I, I put a cage around the cage and I focus on him. And uh, This is getting kind of creepy, isn't it? Anyway, so go do those things. We're on Facebook, uh, Twitter. You'll figure it out. Uh, until next time, and in the meantime... I'm Phoenix West. So long, citizens.